What's good, my Nikos? Well, it happened. What? Episode two. What? What? I probably thought I was going to quit, huh? Huh? Just like my parents. Hi, Mom. But I didn't. Here I am. I'm back. Let's get into it. Also, I don't have a name yet for what I'm going to call this vlog slash podcast slash episode. So if you guys have an idea, please let me know in the comments below. Just write a name for the title. Would appreciate it. Now, back into it. First subject I want to breach for today, obesity. You'll be like, whoa, 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 what? Say what? Say what? Nico, what do you what do you know about obesity? All right, before you go off the hinges and start talking, right? What do you know about obesity? Well, let me pull it up real quick. I, in fact, did happen to be a chunky monkey myself. As you can see right here, I used to be, here's my Facebook from back in the day, uh, an obese little fella, big boy, right? Right there with, with, them, with them little man boobs. You know, way big right here. I want to say I was 285 pounds, like close to 300 pounds, right? So I used to be a chunky monkey, and definitely I have some experience with obesity. That's what I can say. Now, as we all know, you got to be able to say, oh, I can make fun of these people because I used to be these people, right? Let's proceed. The body positivity movement. It's a great movement. I love it. I love it. I wish I had it when I was fat because then I would have been able to just get in people's faces and been upfront about why I'm fat and why it's their fault. But when I was fat, See, there wasn't this body positivity movement on social media. Because, again, it's all on social media. It's not like body positivity is going to happen to you all the time in public, right? But it didn't exist. So when I was fat, there was this great thing that happened to fat people where they had to basically create a personality and have one, right? It, it forced you to go break out the mold and have to do something, be witty, be smart, be able to entertain people because you were fat. And let's face it, you definitely weren't getting them chicks. All right. You just weren't. And now with the body positivity movement, I feel it's just started to bring out the fat people who are ashamed of being fat and it creates this problem where they don't need to have a personality anymore, right? All you need to do is be fat and upset, and you can just do whatever you want. And if somebody says anything about you, be like, oh, you're body shaming me. You're body shaming me. How dare you body shame me? <laughs> you don't understand. You don't understand my life, my problems. I eat, I eat, and I don't eat. I don't eat at all. I don't eat, and then I just get fat. I still get fat. You met these people for real. The ones that are like, I don't know, I don't know, okay, you don't understand, it's my metabolism, I don't eat anything, I don't eat anything, and I just get fatter, okay, you don't understand, it's a condition. Yeah, the condition's called, you're a fucking liar, Cindy, okay, because, hear me out, it's, it's impossible for you to not eat anything and gain weight. It is impossible you to not eat anything and gain weight all right because if that weren't so right we can talk statistics about this let's look at the statistics 
if that weren't so, then we would be able to take a big sample size. Let's say, mm, I don't know, 12 million people, give or take, right? And let's say of those 12 million people, we put 6 million of them in places and we, and we stop them from eating, right? And, and probably more too, way more than 6 million. But let's just say affirm 6 million and we put them starving. We, we make sure they don't eat anything ever. And then we kill all of them. Uh, which is what happened with the Holocaust. We've all seen pictures of the Holocaust, right? We've seen the pictures. They're gruesome pictures. They're horrible. You should never repeat the Holocaust. Genocide is bad. Genocide is bad. Genocide is bad. But don't you think we would have at least seen one picture in the Holocaust of one person that was just super fat? That's just super fat. If, if this is a condition, I mean, six million, that's a big sample size, right? Would have been like one guy, I don't know, like some, some guy like Jerry Goldstein that's just like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I just, I just keep eating. I mean, I don't, I don't eat anything and, and I just get fatter and fatter. I, I, I don't know. I'm just getting bigger and bigger. It's like, no, that guy's lying. He's in the back eating rats, cockroaches, corpses, whatever he can, and he's gaining the weight, okay? You can't tell me that it's a condition because it's not true. It's just not true. If you don't eat, you're going to lose weight, Cindy, okay? What you're doing is you're saying you're not eating anything, but you know that you'd be stuffing your face. You'd be stuffing your face in disgrace all over the place. Woo! And that's okay. It's okay to be fat and jolly. We've all met that fat and jolly person. You know what I'm saying? They're great to be around. I have a fat, jolly friend myself. He's amazing. He goes to me the other day, actually. He says, Nico, you like pho, right? Which is the Vietnamese soup, pho, 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 however you want to pronounce it. I don't know. He's like, yeah, I like pho. He says, great. Do you like Thai food? I'm like, I fucking love Thai food. I love both of these things. He's like, cool. Do you like seafood? I was like, course i like some seafood right not all seafood but i like seafood i can fuck with seafood is like good because did you know that the thai they actually have their own kind of pho and they make it with seafood and you're like oh my god no i did not know that and then you go and you eat that food and it is delicious you don't read about that on Yelp, right? This was a, a little run of the whole wall that this guy found because he loves food. Found the place, super cheap. Went there and we ate it. And he had a good time. He says some jokes, he had a good time. I laughed and we enjoyed it because he was a fat, jolly fat guy. He's fat and he knows he's fat, but he knows because he enjoys being fat. He enjoys food. But I love food. I wish I could be fat. I wish I could. The thing is, I love how being skinny feels. Uh, 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 I, okay. So cliche. But I remember that's, that's one of the biggest lines that was used to me to help me lose weight. It was my brother. He was talking to me a long time ago. And I was struggling losing weight. I wanted to lose weight, but I couldn't. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And it was hard. And he looks at me and he says, you know, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. I said, damn. And that spoke to me. And then once I started losing the weight, 
you really start seeing the attention shift of people. And it's mind-boggling. The attention shift, it's so drastic that it's like, wow. You're like, I can't believe I didn't have this earlier, right? Like, wh what was the issue? Oh, I know what the issue was. I was fat. And that's what it is. And I can paint people a perfect story for this, right? A perfect picture. It was, <clears throat> imagine, if you will, going to a party, right? You go to this party and... You walk in and you know the people, right? You know everyone at the party. It's an event where everybody knows you. There's a lot of girls and a lot of guys and, and everyone knows each other because you, let's say you go to the same school or you work together, you know, just like everyone knows each other, right? You go to this party and you walk in and of course the guys will be like, hey, oh man, what's good? How are you doing? Like some people because, you, you know, you're like, hey, you have some friends and you're like, hey, how's it going? And you go and you miss, miss yourself and mingle with them and then same party right one year later same person same people at the party okay you walk into that same exact party with the same exact people mind you nothing has changed just one year difference and you walk into this party and all the guys are like, yo, it's my boy. And all the girls are like, oh, my God. And they rush up to you and they surround you. That changes everything. And the only thing that was different between that one year gap was losing over 100 pounds. That's it. And when you realize that, you're like, oh my God, nothing tastes better than this. Nothing. People, the attention that you get, women going up to you and approaching you and hitting on you in supermarkets and in libraries, right? Just all the, on the street, just all the time. It's a complete and different shift. And now again, I love food. I love food so much, but I know that I'm extremely scared to ever gain that weight again. So I will just cut it out and cut it loose. So much so to a point I actually became bulimic. And that was fun. Bulimia. <laughs> if you're okay with puke, bulimia, it's like a cheat code to be able to eat whatever you want and not be bad about it right it's absolutely horrible i remember at the peak of even even before that at the peak of my obesity i went into a mexican restaurant on the cinco de mayo right and i ordered all of this food we had nachos i had a burrito we had chimichangas we had tamales right we had everything that we we could we had the chips the dot the sit the salsa the dip the queso everything the guacamole we just kept ordering everything we wanted the margaritas right and we just they kept coming and halfway through the dinner i remember being full so i do whatever bulimic does i just go to the bathroom throw it all up go back to my seat and shove my face more be like, oh, I'm delicious. Oh, 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 oh. you know like, that's a problem 
that is that's not healthy that is not a healthy way to live you realize that way later and i'm not saying that losing weight's easy right i'm not oh i did it why can't you do it right it was hard it's definitely hard to lose weight the biggest thing that really helped me out to lose weight is going to be my subject number two and that is i got cheated on by my girlfriend oh uh, another sad story of a fat guy getting cheated on uh in my defense, she was a year older and she was skinny and hot. So at least I was bagging a hot chick, right? That's what I thought. I was like, yeah, yeah, bagging a hot chick. But she cheated on me multiple times. And I even knew about it, but I kind of like let it go one time. You know what I mean? And it just really messed with me emotionally, psychologically. Like it, being cheated on changed the essence of my being. Okay? I... All I ever wanted in life, in life, was to grow up, find a girl that I love, that loved me back, you know, get the job, get a house, the white picket fence, maybe get a dog, get a cat, have the kids with the woman that I love. And that that was what I wanted. That was my goal in life. That sounded amazing. Amazing. Like, who needs all these, oh, no, one girl is enough for me. I need two girls, three girls, four girls, five girls. Are you kidding? Have you ever had one girl? One girl is enough. One girl is whoo, more than enough, okay? One girl is a hand, two handfuls. Literally, you're like, ah, ah, ah. I don't need no more than that. One girl's fine, and I love it. Amazing. Until I was made a fool of. Repeatedly. Repeat over and over and over. And I think, I like the way you say it in Italian, right? Because in Italian, when you're cheated on, it's basically what it says, a cornuto, right? Ah, lui è un cornuto, lei è, una, lei è un cornuto, cornuto, right? And that means, like, you're, you're giving him the horns. So, in Italian, the cheating, it's more so on the cheater, right? Because not only are you cheating and doing something horrible, but you're also growing horns on the person that you're cheating on because it's just, like, a devilish thing to do. It is so obscene and satanic it's just horrible right and it really puts you deep and it hurts and it makes you never be able to trust anybody ever again you because you can't trust anybody especially nowadays with, with what you see all these girls being interviewed on the street it's like mm-hmm now i'm gonna get mine it's like mm-hmm no papi didn't do that for me so i had to go and show him a lesson you know what i'm saying Ooh, a lesson i gotta show him a lesson mm-hmm and you're just like okay awesome People can't be trusted. No, it's uh, you, you say, well, it's just propelling the stereotype. Or like, oh, well, I've been cheated on. And I, I guess if you look at any interview of girls on the street, they're like, hmm, I cheat all the time. Like one girl's like, I cheat on all my boyfriends. Like, oh, I like it when people cheat on me. You're like, what is this? Everyone's a cuckold now. That's not okay. That's, at least for me. If you're into that, cool. There's a lot of people that are into being cuckold. Like, blown up on, on porn. It's always trying to show up. Be like, hey, you want to see this cuckold porn? It's like, no. I want to keep watching Lil Granny get fisted. All right. That's what I want to watch. Lil Granny gets fisted. We need more Lil Granny gets fisted stuff too. So please, Granny, get fisted.
Woo! So, getting cheated on fucks with you. It makes you never trust anybody again. And I am a firm believer of once a cheater, always a cheater. It can't convince me otherwise. And I can say to you very simply, it's because if you've ever been able to, at one point in your life, rationalize cheating, right? At one point in your life, ever be able to be like, oh, no, it's okay for me to do this to your partner that you guys have a firm agreement with. I don't want any loopholes in this bullcrap. Everyone's trying to throw loopholes all the time. But, oh, but what if there's a contract signed where it's an open relationship? I don't care. I'm talking about where the relationship isn't open and no one ever said anything. It's not like, oh, I thought it was open. It's like, no, you didn't. You knew it wasn't. You're lying, right? It is heartbreaking. And you just can't trust anybody ever again. And with that comes the fact that if you ever have made yourself believe that it's okay to do it once you can do it again right and it doesn't have to be the same reasoning it it could be you know one time you got upset because he didn't buy you the purse that you wanted and you're like oh this will show him and you just go take it right here i'll show him and then like, oh no i'm so sorry never again never again and the next time you know you you meet somebody that you kind of liked and you know you thought it was going somewhere and then you're like oh well let's see where it goes and then you're like ah, you, you have sex with him and you're like oh no it didn't go anywhere it didn't mean anything and it's like oh i'm so sorry no please come back to me and then after that it's like oh well, he said something that i didn't like and then, ah, and then after that it's like well he woke up and looked at me and it's like ah, and it's like cheating is just like for no reason anymore it's like yeah i just I felt like it it's, you can't control your impulses what are you a child are you a child? You, what is this? It, I remember Nicki Minaj has a line in one of her songs. It goes, I never fucked Wayne. I never fucked Drake all my life for fuck's sake. Now, as much as I love that line, it's, like, it's a great line, right? That's cool. It's like, are we really going to commend this chick because she didn't fuck people? Like, not fucking people is the easiest thing to do. It's the easiest thing you can possibly do in your life. Today, I went to the store. I went to Chipotle. I got some food. You know what? I didn't fuck like 36 people. Do I deserve an award for that? No. That's that's what you shouldn't do. It's not like, oh, you wow, you walked out. You went to the mall. You were surrounded by thousands of people at the stadium today, and you didn't fuck a single one of them. Good for you. You are really the driving force of a good Samaritan. I uh, commend you, and we applaud you, and please, sir, we bid you adieu. You're like, what? That's the easiest thing you can do is just not fuck somebody, right? And I say it all the time, too, like, why cheat, right? It's a psychological thing. You can just, even if you call someone, be like, hey, you know what? We should break up, and then you can go ahead and do whatever you want, right? And let's say you break up with them, and you cheat, and then you come back, but hey, you know what? I don't think about that, but tell them, be like, and you know what? In the meantime... I fucking did this shit, and then at least it's not cheating, right? At least you're like, look, I want to fuck somebody. I'm, uh, we're breaking up, and then you guys can deal with that. But this this notion of like cheating is okay. And again, I'm sorry, Steve Harvey. Like, of course he's gonna say like, oh, once a cheater, always a cheater. No, because he cheated, right? And you want, if you're a cheater, you don't want people to believe that you're gonna cheat again. But if you've ever been cheated on, you know how devastating it is. How devastating it is. It is absolutely mind shattering and it changed my whole essence and fiber and my dna as to me wanting to get a life with the woman that i loved 
to me just completely hating women and going on this like fuck spree of like ah like rage hate of like whatever woman i could because it was like ah how dare you right and it wasn't just cheating once right because everyone's gonna be like oh you cheated on once you know like get over it right no 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 i cheated on three times back to back to back and the second time was even crazy all the times were always different the second time it was kind of even worse because it made me part of the cuckolding because I, I went with this girl and I told her all about like, oh, you know, I like you, you like me, blah, 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 but I've been hurt before. The last girl kind of cheated on me and I don't have trust issues. And she was like, oh, that's cool. I would never do that to you, blah, 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 blah. We hang out. We do this stuff. We have fun. We, I meet her father, all this. And then one day I remember after like four months or four or five months, right, I get a phone call from her. I get a phone call. It's six in the morning. Like, oh, hey, how's it going, girl? And the second I pick up and I say this, I hear back, who is this? Hello? What? Hey, who is this? This is um, this guy's boyfriend, you know, and I see that you've been texting her a lot. I just want to know who you are. My heart dropped. It sunk. Because this bitch had been lying to me she had a boyfriend the whole time i started talking from us when i started talking to her and how she wouldn't do this to me and how like oh no no like i'm not like that blah 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 blah. and the whole time she was lying from day one from the whole and and in her mind like nothing was wrong i i I picked up the phone i said hey look man i'm so sorry i've i've been seeing your girlfriend i've actually been like kind of dating her for the last couple of months she never told me you existed i she actually promised me that like she had nobody else man i am so sorry about this i will never speak to her again she is dead to me and like i hope you figure it out with her but i am devastated and it sucked to have somebody put me in that situation and really i was like why why would you do that to me like i, I told you right and then it went to this whole like oh like into the deep diving pool and like oh i'm gonna have sex with as many women as possible to show them right because that's that's what that's what'll do it that's what'll definitely do it i'm gonna ah, go fuck all the women yeah 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 so you get into it and you learn i guess i i wanted to well, how do you fuck women right it's the same question you got to ask yourself like oh well i don't know how to do it right i've been cheated on i was basically like a beta at that point like a little bitch like oh i'm getting cheated on by this girl this girl's manipulating me that girl's cheating on me what do you do well at my point there was this book that just came out it was a really big book it blew up and basically it was a book called the game by neil strauss oh oh yeah Oh, yeah. Oh, God, the game. He picked up the game. Yo, a lot of people picked up the game. And what the game taught me, what the game taught me is that picking up chicks, okay, picking up chicks, oh, it's not art. It's science. Okay. It's science. And there are people out there that have gotten it down to a T literally with kinesthetics and when to touch them how to touch them and because what to say how to get things in their mind like calling them a little sister nagging them all this stuff that people laugh about it actually works it works a hundred percent of the like not at the time but like a hundred percent of the stuff works right 
again you have to know how to do it you can still mess it up but there's this whole underground world that the book introduced me to called puas aka pickup artists right it's this whole thing you can look it up right now on google type in pickup artist forums pua forums and then there will be websites with just people that go on there and every day they they try to they try to pick up girls in every way possible everywhere on the street here there on the light in the library and bookstores and comic book stores and comic cons and in festivals and farmers markets in grocery stores and delivery in the banks in usps systems anywhere and they will write down their experiences what they said how they did what the women reacted to how the women looked at them if they stroked their hair because there are all these like signs that they say that show if a woman's interested in you which again a lot of them most of the time if not all of them are true some of them can be up for interpretation right some of them can be like oh well if a girl moves her hair it doesn't always mean she's interested in you maybe there's she's just in the way you're right but if a girl keeps on doing this when she's talking to you then nine times out of ten she's interested right and just little things like that and then you go down this rabbit hole of puas and how picking up chicks is nothing and then my mistake with what i did which is why i i don't suggest doing this again if you want to pick up chicks and have meaningless relationships and sex sure go ahead do it you'll end up finding out what i found out which is what neil strauss basically said at the end of the book but I stopped reading at that point because at the beginning he says it's so experienced and he toured with Aerosmith, right? He toured with like big names. So like he, he has the clout where like he's actually seen people and like rock stars and how they live and what they do. So he has some credibility and what he ended up saying is from his story and when he ended up becoming like a PUA and deep into the scene and everything with the people that he was going with is he said at one point, eventually it basically he wanted he was longing for a relationship and he found that it's very hard to form that kind of relationship doing these kind of tricks playing these games doing these gimmicks like yeah you'll pick up the girls but after repeatedly doing it over and over and over and over and over again you're gonna find out that it's meaningless and there's really no point to it and it's much more meaningful to find somebody that you love and that you have a great connection with because i'll even tell you Having sex with somebody that you love and orgasming with them, like coming like, uh, you know, I don't, uh, everyone just comes in two seconds. But like, if you come with somebody that you love and you actually, guys, that you have an attraction with, I can't speak for women, but guys, it feels 25 million times better than if you just find some random girl in a bar or at a club that's just like been doing the rounds and been trained by the A train and the B train and the C train and the D train all day, right? That is literally gonna be a, uh, uh, and then you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be like, I gotta go. You know, it wasn't anything. But if it's someone that you love, it's just amplified so much, right? And for some reason, nobody tells you this. For some reason, everyone's like, no, you got to go out and get as many girls as you can. You know, hook up, you know, hooking up is great. You know, you got to just do the body count. You know, you got to go through all of them before you can be fun, be happy. You know, the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody. Like all of these things that we tell people that just makes you lonelier and sadder and more depressed. But 
you don't know that because it's happening in your brain and you feel sadder and more depressed but you're doing what everybody's telling you is what's gonna make you happy you see this duality it's so weird and yet you know because the people that tell you this they don't actually do it right because if they did then they wouldn't tell you to do that they would be honest with you but a lot of the times people want to see you fail that's the truth haters gonna hate potatoes gonna potato right and they want to see you fail so why would they give you the good advice why would they tell you how to make money why would they tell you how to be able to balance your checkbook why would they teach you about life insurance you know why why would they teach you about laws you know like how bills are passed and like the actual like when one bill passes that there's like so many different pages that basically are just like it's like oh this bill is about abortion but in reality it's not it's about like abortion is just like two pages and there's like 700 pages on like why we should give money to like everybody else in other countries and like wow we should give people to the government more money and like you're just like oh cool me my my bananas used to be a dollar 49 now my bananas be costing like four dollars and fifty cents the fuck inflation but that's the society in which we live in you know being uh, being fat is cool cheating is cool doing whatever you want is cool and fuck it we got to keep hurting everybody and the only way for you to live in this world is by basically doing what everybody else says because at the end of the day everybody else knows better than you and you just have to listen to that you just have to listen i don't know i think that's episode two ladies and gentlemen now as you all know we want to end the episode with a quick stand-up comedy special as we did last time it's going to be club comic stand-up comedy i try to put on some new people that you've never heard of that i've never even heard of to give them some clout because i used to be a stand-up comedian myself a club comic going to be going back soon as i am almost fully healed for my all my ailments right but without further ado let's go ahead and check these guys out see how funny they are and then we'll move on to the next please comment let me know in this comment section is a new name for this episode if you guys would like episode three coming very soon and let me know what you think please follow and subscribe let's get into it this is midwest comedy tour and i'm gonna put the link in the description below like i always do so you guys know how to find them and give them a shout out too if you want right up front here how long have you guys been together oh you were the uh-oh uh -oh. do we have any other couples whose lives aren't about to be ruined in a few months <laughs> no I'm, yeah, I'm sure it'll be i'm sure it was planned um now, it's gonna be fine it's uh <laughs> do we have any what, any other couples uh just one other what the fuck is this a dating convention there are no other couples what, are, what is going on here who's, we got a couple back here who's who's single then Okay, 
What's uh, you guys said you guys are together back there? Yeah. How long have you guys been together? Two years. Two years. Okay, wow. and how'd you guys meet? Uh, Tinder. She was my server. She was your <laughs> First of all, that sounds illegal, sir. This isn't the 1600s. <laughs> Lillian at once! <laughs> That is not a good basis for a relationship. It's got to be 50-50. What? Lillian! <laughs> oh, you got, okay. She's a server at B.I., just a restaurant. That's pretty cool. You guys have been together a couple of years, right on. And then, uh, so that's still fairly new, but do you guys, uh, do you guys find, like, is there anything you got to do to, like, keep the relationship, you know, like, you know, spice things up? <laughs> You guys just role play like I was saying. Lillian! <laughs> Things have become a bit tame. <laughs> if you want me to get an erection, you're going to have to smack me. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in your sex life. Was, <laughs> I shouldn't have put that out there. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> what about, there was another one over here. What, uh, what about you guys? He's like, I'm not saying shit. Uh, that did not go well for my friend. <laughs> but, uh, what, how, did you, how long have you guys been together? Did you start it out with well? <laughs> That's how I imagine they would have started their answer. Well, it's complicated. What? <laughs> You've been on and off for six years. Wow, how did you guys meet? You guys met in high school? All right, please no. tell me you weren't also, like, in college, <laughs> sir. Okay, good, good. You guys, you met in high school, been going for six years. Why have you guys been on and off? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a good editing for, uh, like, a club, probably? Say that a bit louder so everybody can hear. You, uh, you guys were a little stiff up front. We're, we're gonna loosen you guys up. We're gonna get to know each other here. All right, so, uh, all right, so you guys, kind of a red flag. We'll get back to you. I don't know what's going on. We'll circle back. Are there any other couples in the crowd? I promise I won't pick on you. Right back here, all those hands shot up. You guys are, you guys are like the kids in class who are ready to answer. You're like, we prepared for this. Well, how, all right, so how long have you guys been together? A year. Okay, and how'd you meet? I was his bartender. You were his bartender, okay. And, and he was an alcoholic? How does that... <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a modern-day love story. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. And uh, what, is it, uh, what is it that you do there for a living, uh, sir? You deliver pizzas! Alright, so he's also a drug dealer. Alright. There it is. You guys are looking for weed after the show. Find this guy. Is that how you guys met? Were you delivering a pizza to the bar? You just strolled in there. You're like, hey, baby, this thing's got some extra meat on it. Maybe I'll cut you off a slice. I should probably do some jokes at some point. Um, whatever. What about, uh, all right, let's circle back here. 
how did, uh, what is it that you do for a living there, sir? Yeah. You do a lot? <laughs> that sounds like code for you don't have a job, is what that sounds like. <laughs> You're like, I got some things going on. I got some irons in the fire. You know? <laughs> I'm a hustler. I'm a grinder. I make things happen. He's like, how do you think I have a servant? <laughs> <laughs> Lillian! <laughs> I've started another job today. <laughs> Rice this week. So you got some side hustles? Yeah. What's one of your side hustles? What's like a good side hustle? Uh, catering. Catering. Okay. All right. Pretty cool. And uh, you probably make some pretty good money out of that. What's another one of your jobs there? Uh, day trading. Day trading. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody has to help you out with your job. <laughs> Which, by the way, what a fucking guy. He's like, and from across the room, he's like, I got you, bro. Day trading. You're into crypto. Not into crypto anymore, yeah. Yeah, you lose your servant that way. Crypto. Once there were two Lillians. And then Bitcoin crashed. And... Uh, doing any jokes. We're, uh, you guys are too much fun. <laughs> why? Why do I do it? <laughs> we got, uh, we got a couple, we got a couple up here. I know we got some couples. Well, that's pretty cool. Now let's circle back to Red Flag over here. Let's, uh, hold on now. Now what is it, and maybe this is part of the reason, but what is it that you do for a living there, ma'am? I'm gonna switch it up here. Those cosmetologists. I get where you're coming from, buddy. Uh, what about you? What do you do for a living there? Your logistics. You guys have the most general, broad, made-up jobs. I feel. <laughs> logistics. <laughs> He's like, logistically speaking, this relationship is a fucking mess. <laughs> that's what I know. No, you guys are awesome. I hope you guys make it. I hope all of you guys. Make it. <laughs> some of you aren't. That's that's just the reality. Um, some of you are not gonna make it. But that happens. Woo! Alright. There you go. It's been a pleasure episode two. Follow, subscribe. If you like what you saw, if you didn't like what you see, thank you for giving me time of your day. Peace out. I'll catch you on the next time.